innovation is in our veins Soon the whole world will know our names Sharing our knowledge and freedom reign We here for the people, you know it's our way Setting foundations is part of the dream It doesn't matter if you're new to the game Listen up now, cause we all gon' say Ugh. Elevate, elevate, elevate Higher, elevate, elevate, elevate Higher, we gon' rise up We all gon' shine, work through adversity, stay on the grind Elevate, elevate, this is our time Elevate, elevate Welcome to the Elevate Podcast, everyone. It's so great to have you all on one more time. It's your boy, Josh. Dalton. And we're grateful to be back on with you. Back another week, man. We got something lined up for the homies this week, don't Ooh, we? There's been some uh, spicy political stuff going on. Definitely. You know, um, and then, you know, the hit it with some classics, some money and some Bitcoin, you mm-hmm. know? Throwing it back to what we like to talk about. Yeah. Politics and money. Politics and money are two faves. That's it. You got all kinds Man. of things to get into. We're looking forward Gee. to jumping into it. But before we do that, please subscribe. Share with your friends. Give us a like. The love does not go unnoticed. I think we look at it every single day. I, I and are continually in awe that people care. Honestly, it's so true. I'm just like, wow, people are taking time to whether you want to rip us. Or yeah, praise us. us or whatever. We are grateful that you did this for that time. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's amazing. But They're hearing us speak. So big time uh, today is what? Wednesday, the time of the recording, we're talking about Wednesday, October 20th. 7.03 p.m. And big news dropped today. Buddy, so rent cap staying. Rent cap staying. Do you want to pull up that tweet there, Philip? Oh, yeah. Shout out, Philip, for being new on the show. New producer. Say hi to the homies for us. Hey, how you doing? Oh, we love it. All right, breaking from Jesse Thomas of Global News. Premier Tim Houston and the PC government have just announced that a rent cap will remain in place until December 31st, 2023 to protect tenants once the pandemic state of emergency is lifted. I'll keep scrolling. This tweet led me to believe two things, and I'll point out once you finish. You got it. Houston says... More housing supply and availability is needed. That's been his motto since the summer election campaign, but it will take time to build that housing stock. Quote, we understand the need to act, said Houston. Houston takes a swipe at the former liberal government and said the previous government took credit for the population growth, but they never had a plan to address the need for more housing supply. And that's that. That was the end of his little part on that. It's only things that actually mattered, at least. Right. Yeah. So if you scroll back up to the first, like the main part of the tweet, there's two things that bug me and one thing that I'm honestly really good with. Mm-hmm. I'm elated that they're keeping a, a rent control in place. I mean, you don't have to be a special type of person to see the housing inequity that exists in this city, right? Um, so to protect people for that time, I think that's great. You know, there's further, you know, stipulations on what are called rent evictions. Yeah. Um, which I think are also good. Um, you know, um, a lot of people, especially in the, the community I surround myself with, which is largely real estate investors, a lot of them are quite jaded saying that it's going to block entry into the market for new real estate investors. And there's an idea that current supply is going to shrink because small landlords are going to start to sell due to the inability to make money. Mm. So there's, you know, a lot of stuff going on there. I don't have a bone to pick, admittedly, with with any of the new policies. I have a bone to pick with Tim Houston, Mr. Timmy, 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 uh, Timmy the liar. Um, his whole his whole platform was that he 
publicly shamed Stephen McNeil for having rent control, didn't he? Yep, something like that. So I'm I'm con- I'm confused why he. Well, I'm actually not confused. He's a politician. So, but uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't see this one coming. I didn't see this one coming. But the second part that I think is got me thinking, they're doing this because the state of emergency is going to be lifted. So that's obviously coming soon, right? Like that's obviously coming up very soon. Yeah. When does it, do, you, do we know when that happens? No, it's, that's the weird part about the state of emergency is it's kind of up to the officials. Right. It's like happen. it's been renewed every week since March 14th. Mm-hmm. So, but this leads me to believe that something's coming. Mm. So I wonder what that means for the rest of every other aspect of existing in Nova Scotia. Good point. But what were your thoughts when you saw this? Um, I don't think it's any, uh, secret. Mm. Mean, someone like me, I'm, I'm not for, you know, rent control. Yeah. Um, but however, I'm also not blind to how messed up our housing situation is. Right. If you'd asked me this two years ago, I'd be like, we don't need rent control. Exactly. You know, I think it's, it's, um, relative. Yeah. And I think there's times it's needed. Yep. And I think now is one of those times. Nova when Scotia used to be a rent-controlled province. Not recently, a long time ago. Really? But it was a rent-controlled province. Hmm. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah, so, like, I'm definitely for it in that regard. I'm like, yeah, like, things are just are out of control right now. Yeah. Like, there needs to be a, something that needs to be tapered back. And I think, mm-hmm. honestly, I mean, there it was one or the other at this point, right? Like, you know, he, uh, Gary Burrell, the NDP, was like, we need rent control, we need rent control. And Tim Houston's like, no, we just need more housing. Honestly, it's both. It is both. It's yeah. 100% both. Mm-hmm. And I think Tim Houston's doing the right thing. He just lied. Yeah. That's all, right, is there were people who specifically voted on the back of the no rent control. And now there's going to be a bunch of people who say, well, those people are greedy landlords. It's so be it. They voted for a reason. It's the Canadian right. If you don't like it, who cares? That's life. Grow up. These people voted for a specific reason, and mm-hmm. it was because he was not going to keep rent control in. And their business is dependent on it. So I get why people are frustrated. Right. This was unexpected. Um, but it just, I keep, like it keeps, keeps getting colder, right? Mm-hmm. And I just, I just, I don't want to see anyone else go homeless. So that's why yeah. I'm so okay with this. Yeah, this one even kind of hit a little closer to home for me. Um, something around where I live uh, mm. took place this past weekend where there was a huge garage sale happening. And I was driving by and, it was bumping. It was a bumping garage sale. Right. But there was a sign on this lawn that I was like, it kind of looked like a for sale sign almost. Right. Um, but it wasn't a for sale sign. Still had like the wood post in the ground and had a ha- sign hanging from it. But the sign said, this is an ev- uh, eviction sale. And I was like, I'm oh, sorry, home eviction sale was what the title oh. said. I was just like, what? And I looked at the, <laughs> looked at the sign more specifically this is a home eviction sale. It's brought to you by Royal the Screwed. <laughs> this person took, went and had their own sign made. And what happened, these renters had their, essentially their duplex was sold and the new owners kicking them out. Right. And there's like, we've lived here for 10 years and now you're staying peace. Yeah. Kick, kick rocks. And I was like, Oh, like that sucks. That sucks. You know, and I actually got a photo of it here. Um, and uh, do you know how much notice you need to give someone when you buy the home? 
I actually don't know. 30 days. No. Just 30, eh? Pretty sure it's one month notice for owner to occupy. Brutal. Isn't that crazy? Dude, I couldn't find a new apartment in 30 days. No, honestly, no. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read this. I got oh, that's, that's a sign. Post. That's a sign here. Well, this wasn't the sign, but this is one of the signs here. Oh, that's the like the telephone light. Yeah. Pole sign. So I will quote. I'm gonna quote. Read this. Okay. Eviction sale. We're getting tossed out onto our asses, and the deals are are real. Bits of furniture, toys, books, movies, plants, random stuff. Over 200 records spanning the 70s and 80s. Everything must go, including us. The housing market is off the rails and everyone is taking advantage of the situation. Now it's your chance to do the same. I don't think that's taking advantage of the situation. Yeah, wait, it gets better. Oh. Come by random wares from a couple of tenants who just had their building bought out from under them. We've been here for over 10 years, so there'll be lots of things we have accumulated, which we will now be forced to part with. Our losses, your gain. Just be nice about it. Come bear witness to classic yard sale prices like you remember from the 90s, an eclectic collection of items that you wouldn't expect to be sold by two grown-ass men. I don't really feel bad. Interesting. If you were there for so long, why didn't you try and buy it? Mm. Oh, spicy. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. They have a lot of entitlement for someone who doesn't own the house. Mm. And I know that sounds harsh. I get it. These people are being evicted, and I get that's harsh. But the entitlement is astronomical okay why is that buy it then mm. i just don't get it like i don't get it and i recognize how hard it is to buy a property and i re i do but why should the new owners be brutalized and made a mockery of because they could afford it mm. i don't know I, don't, I just don't think they should i mm. really don't i think the new owners were doing everything legally you know, so the issue is maybe with the system. I think it's only with the system, admittedly, you know. Um, but if I bought a home that I wanted to live with my family, I'm going to live in it. Right. You know, point blank. Mm -hmm. I put up the money. Right. You know. But, yeah, listen, I feel for them. I hate they're, I hate that they're being evicted, but, gee, uh, I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I can see somewhat what you're saying in terms of buying it. Um, if I'm being honest, in the past 10 years, you know, things only got crazy here in the last two or three. Yeah. You know, uh, I know what the prices were in that area for a long time. Yeah. And uh, they weren't necessarily expensive. No. Uh, especially spanning 10 years. Um, granted, I will give it to this them too here, is what if they did want to buy it, but the owners wasn't selling until now when they could collect. Absolutely. You know? Totally. So are they dead set they have to live there? Mm. You know, in, if you're not willing to be flexible, right? you know, you're always going to get stiffed. And I get it. I think I completely understand. Um, it, those are just the times we live in. Period. A hundred percent. It's you, a doggy dog world. If I got more money in a bigger credit line, I win. Mm. That's how it works. That's a good point. That's how the banks read it, right? That's it. That's all the banks care about. And that's all the government cares about, which is why this stuff is happening. Mm. Um, but, yeah, that's tough. That is a tough situation. Yeah, I like that. That's a, that's a spicy take. That is. All right. Good, I know. Good, good for you, Dalton. Fight yeah. the power, I guess, huh? Yeah. Or you are the power, aren't you? Listen, <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Of, I mean, it's different, right? Like, if I had bought it, I bought it as an investment. So mm. I would never have asked them to leave. Right. But when you're when an, it's becoming owner occupied, someone's putting up their money. They wish to live in it. Mm. 
if I bought a car and had it on Turo to rent it, when I want to use it again, I'm going to take it off Turo. Right. You know, or if I sell the car, they might take it off Turo. Mm-hmm. You know, this is an asset that has changed hands. Right. And admittedly, the owner is owed mm-hmm. the, the right to live in it first. Mm-hmm. Fair play. Yeah. That's just the way the cookie crumbles. Mm-hmm. It sucks, but it's true. Yeah. The rent, I mean, when, when you're renting, uh, th- those are the risks you have, right? Yeah. So that's why I always have always said to myself and anyone, rent in a building if you can, mm. you know, or from a company. Like, so if you're renting a duplex and it's from a company, you're probably good. Mm. If you're renting a duplex from like a couple, that's a little nerve wracking to me. Because especially if they live in one part of it, right. they could bounce anytime. Mm-hmm. That's stressful. But when you're renting a duplex from a company that owns 100 rentals, like their job is to own rentals, right? you're probably not going to run into that situation. Obviously, it could happen, but you're probably a little safer. Right. Totally. Just some things to think of. Yeah, absolutely. Makes sense to me. And um, I think we got some speaking of politics, though. Oh, what do we got now? We got, we got, oh. we got to talk about this. <laughs> this was crazy. So, obviously, we, we're, we're going from Tim Houston. Yeah. We're going from Tim Houston here and, and rent caps, which I, you know, I think is genuinely a good, generally, as I should say, a good move. Oh, absolutely. To yeah. Justin Trudeau. Tofino. Dude, this was. Rock out, dude. <laughs> this was crazy. So oh, you, you'll you'll explain it better than, than I will. Hundred percent. We'll we'll edit this part in uh, this video, at least the audio for, it, and then we'll have the video if you're watching on YouTube. Yeah. But virtually what ends up happening is the camera is focused on an indigenous chief talking about Truth and Reconciliation Day. Right, which was the new federal holiday on the so, end of September, mm-hmm. um, which was meant to literally for Truth and Reconciliation. Exactly for the moments. Um, to just get together, have some real conversations about stuff that's happened in our history as a country. Reflect and learn and Amen. listen. And they and you know what? This chief was like, you know what? This is a great idea. Thank you, Justin Trudeau, for making this a holiday. Yeah. This means the and world. Making it accessible to as many people. Exactly. We need to have this conversation as a country. Would you come out and talk to us so we can have this day together? And, and Trudeau said, said, Dog, there's a beach I'd rather be on. <laughs> He said, I'm going to reconcile my ass on this beach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. And so, anyways, he saw how terrible this was a move, a uh, political move on his part, especially after this recent election. Man. And he went his went down and took some heat. Not only is it, like, bad on a normal day, like, yeah. to disrespect an entire community like that. Mm-hmm. Given the light of everything that has just happened in this country, yeah, to do it now mm-hmm. is so tone deaf. It, 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 it's it's bonkers. Actually, it's so tone deaf. Play it for us, Philip. It's on that second tab there. Welcoming Prime Minister. This Justin is the Indigenous Chief. Today is bittersweet. When we imagine welcoming her. Prime Minister Trudeau to our community, and it was envisioned. Zooming out, and there's Justin just there's, sitting there with the grin. There's Trudeau just sitting there taking it. Intergenerational survivors and many different First Nations as part of September the 30th, the first National Day of Truth and Reconciliation. 
Two letters of invitations were sent to his office to participate in our event. Two For letters. us, it was to show his I commitment didn't hear that to part. rectifying the historical wrongs yes. of residential school and to grieve with our residential school survivors, oh, whether in they person tried twice, or dog. by a virtual pre-recorded greeting and message for all of us here. Instead, in the middle of truth-telling, cultural grounding and sharing that unfolded as part of the commemoration of the very first National Day of Truth and Reconciliation, in this arbor, a journalist quietly informed us that the Prime Minister Justin Trudeau was on vacation in Tofino. <laughs> the shock, anger, and sorrow and disbelief was palpable in our community, and it rippled throughout the world, to say the least. Today is about making some positive steps forward and rectifying a mistake. <laughs> Yo, Welcome she needs to Prime be Minister the next Jackson. Prime Minister. 100%. She spoke only facts right next to the prime minister Very and she was talking about him yeah right next to him and, and there was and no she didn't wasn't masking her intentions nothing like nothing she was dead political. honest she was right in your face with it you were wrong and like show me one remembrance day ceremony that the prime minister's missed mm. why was this less important especially when remembrance day is looking after the the soldiers who died at hands of country countries, other soldiers. Mm -hmm. Why not show up to the thing about children who died at the hands of the government? You're spot on, man. That's crazy to me. Mm -hmm. That was so tone deaf. Yeah, that was, we're talking about it a little bit before the show tonight. And I think that's the thing that really bothers me uh, in general is I think there's some, like I have, you know, friends in the uh who are definitely kind of in that the the social side of like social justice side of things sure what, what they would call what justin trudeau did would be performative allyship right it's like when you tell someone i'm gonna do this mm -hmm. to make it better yeah almost well even that actually worse than that oh. is you just speak what you think people want you to say oh you say what's right yeah yeah performative you right, say, you put on a show. Exactly. Yeah. But you have no intention of actually acting on your words. Right, empty promises. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I get there's not like, he. there's nothing that says he has to be there. Mm -hmm. But come on. Yeah. He had to be there. Like You passed the new holiday. He pa this was his thing. Yes. and It's not like some other person in government made this a thing. He made this a thing. And I think that the way it comes across to me, not saying this was what it is, but it's what way it comes across and the way it reads is I just want another holiday in September. So I'm, I'm out of here. I'm going to take a long weekend. I'm bouncing. Yeah. That's how it reads. Yep. What a guy. Yeah. That is crazy. That is who you reelected like, Canada. I mean, we tried as best as we could, you know, on that day to listen to people yeah. and, you know, just take everything in could i probably could have done more you know mm -hmm. but I, I feel like for the first one I, I really made an effort to listen to people and what they had to say mm -hmm. and he didn't at all and he's the prime minister mm -hmm. where's the country that he went to oh no he, he went to bc 
Tofino, Tofino BC. Oh, he went, oh, so he stayed. Okay, yeah, I, stayed get, in I, get, country. I get it. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, dog. Just make sure to do that quick. I'm pretty sure. So my sister went there a couple months ago. Pretty sure Tofino's in BC. Yep, Tofino BC. Yep. Dang. Vancouver so he just absolutely... There's a lot of editing you have to do for your first episode, Philip. I'm sorry. And also, okay, wait. So you said Tofino, BC. Mm-hmm. Where's Kamloops? Kamloops in Alberta. Oh, sorry, no, BC as well. Yeah. So he could have been. Yeah, he wasn't far. He wasn't far from like <laughs> the biggest tragedy this country's seen. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and he just stayed at his vacation home. And you know what looks? What makes it look even worse is the fact that residential schools ran underneath the leadership of his father. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Trudeau Sr. was in power then, wasn't he? Yeah. Of course he was. Oh. Oof. Oh, that didn't age well. <laughs> he that aged doesn't like care. yogurt. This goes back to the, something I said. I brought this up like months ago on an episode. The government doesn't care about you. It doesn't care about us. Wow. Doesn't care about us. That is crazy. They will say whatever they need to get into power including using indigenous tragedies to gain to power. To further their 100%. agenda. It's disgusting. That's disgusting. That's terrible. Oh, wow. We haven't moved that far, far on in life. We've just, like, sugar-coated it now. Yeah. Like, now the government is just discriminatory, racist, and bigoted. Like, but it's, like, it's, it's open fluffy now. and, like... yeah. You know, nice. Now, now, we're, now we're actually talking about it at least, and, and they still don't care. So yeah, they'll literally get blatantly called out for something, and they'll be like, "Yeah, yeah, we did that." <laughs> they just <laughs> keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do about it? That's what it looks like. That's what. Well, what are we? What can we do? We can try to vote somebody else in. Oh, right. Aaron, They're all the same. Aaron O'Toole's the same thing. They're all the same. They're all the same. They're all just. She needs to be prime minister. She was iconic. Please. She really just said what was on her mind in front of whoever. Exactly. Something that everyone needed to hear and everyone was thinking. She didn't stutter. No. There was no, like, that was, I think that was my best part is obviously she, yeah, she was reading off a piece of paper. But even then, people, I've seen people do school presentations just shivering. Oh. And oh, the piece paper. of paper. Who cares? I, I like she to formulate went, my thoughts too. Yeah. It, she didn't skip a beat. No. There was no. She was an absolute icon. Yeah, we're uh, yeah. Shout out to you, and honestly, that was that was amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that, yeah. Wow. <laughs> but here we well, go. That was like the first two. That was like the big ones. That was like yeah. The we need ones to get those out of the way for the homies. That, that's yeah. a, you know, and and that's there what we're here for. Current issues. We have to talk on them. Current issues, current problems that we need to talk about, and uh, and whether you agree or disagree, that's what we're here for. We are only here to stimulate conversation about tough tough issues. Absolutely. So, but there's also something that Trudeau put in the mix recently, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> it's basically a TFSA. Oh, yeah. But they just call it a home savings account. Yeah. Which is odd. basically an account that you can save for your home in tax-free. Mm-hmm. Um, similar to, like, how an RRSP works, where you can, like, cash it out to buy a home and you can pay it back right. to your RRSP. Mm-hmm. Um, which kind of leads into what we want to speak on, which is an RRSP investment. Yeah. What they look like, the different types, you know, what a banker at TD might try and sell you versus like what actual will make you some money because mm-hmm. they're wildly different. Yeah. Um, but uh, 
I think number one is like the traditional RRSP account, right? Which is what every financial advisor is going to try and sell you. That's going to give you 0.5% interest. And they're going to tell you, banks are not storage for your money. No. So many people think banks are storage for your money. Your cash should never be in the bank. Please, no. Please. Everywhere else but the bank, you should have a checking account that has money for your bills. That's it. And buy stuff on your credit card. Pay your credit card from your checkings account. Mm Mm-hmm. Your bank is not cold. He's speechless. Storage. He's speechless. His, your bank is not cold storage for your money. No. It's not, not. Listen, I'm also a hypocrite because I have accounts with money sitting in them because I'm consistently fearful for something to happen. I want to have those funds quicker than that. I could access a line of credit. Yeah, that's the only small amount. Small amount. But like, I would never just put money in an RSP account and be okay with 0.5 percent interest mm-hmm. on my money. Yeah. So what are the other types? What else can they do with an RRSP? Well, it's a good question. First, I want to paint this whole 0.5% thing. Yeah, yeah. I just, this is how, in terms of what Dalton's talking about in terms of cold storage of money, do not, like people are literally, the banks are literally ripping you off. For every $1 you give them, they're lending it out nine times over. Yeah, and then there's like, here's just a little bit of crumbs for you. Even though they're charging you 4% on that, $500,000 $500,000 mortgage. Dude, they are double dipping, triple dipping. Everywhere. Quadruple dipping. So many different spots. The banks are screwed the second we all take our cash out. Oh, they're they're totally done. They, they would fall apart. They would fall apart and beg. Mm-hmm. Please. Then us. all of a sudden they'd pay us yeah. 10% on cash. Exactly. Because that's what's happening in crypto right now. And why do you think no one's paying 10% on cash? Cash is worthless. Exactly. It's useless. And you know what the bank does with your money? It goes and puts money into assets. Real that estate. gets them money. Real estate. Yeah. If the banks won't lend for you to go buy it, it's because it's worthless. That's something to think about. To them, to the bank. It might yeah. not be worthless to you, mm-hmm. but it's worthless to the bank. They'll lend you money to go start a business. Yep. They'll lend you money to go buy real estate. Mm-hmm. You know? So think about that. Yeah. Those are, if that's what they're saying is successful, mm-hmm. then you just go do it. Exactly. And, and and just keep the asset yourself. Keep all the money. Don't let the bank do it and yeah. just give you a 0.5 of it. Exactly. And 0.5 would be generous. Yeah, it's 0.05, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Am I wrong? Actually, I don't know. I honestly, so I don't I'm, have I'm speaking. Me either. We're talking about RSPs. We don't hold them. Do re- There's a reason why we don't hold RSPs. I had an RSP investment account. Mm-hmm. I would trade stocks in an RSP. Right. Sorry, I do have one. I do have an RSP account that has like a handful of cash in it. That I only trade out of right now. Yeah. Um, the, the only reason why we're talking about RSPs right now is because it came up on a question. Where ah. People want to know more about, would you invest in an RSP? Got it. Um, or what do I do? And I'll say this to you is it depends on your goals in life. For me, I just want to make the most amount of money possible on my investments. Yeah. And I want to make the most amount of money possible right now. Okay. That's a, that's a fair point. RSPs. Are locked in for so you're retired. Till you're retired. And they are there's a huge disadvantage to RSPs because of that reason. Yep. It's nice if you're like, you know, if you're just the average Joe uh who just wants to live your life, throw some money into savings and yep. just get by, RSPs are probably fine. Yeah. You do your thing. To those who are looking to really grow investments, really grow their assets, yep. I would never I, I I would never touch an RSP in my life. No, I would invest inside of a TFSA. First, yeah. First, I would own in 
buy and sell shares inside of TFSA. Mm -hmm. I also think there's a time and place for an IRSP when it comes time for tax season. Mm. There have been times where my accountant said, you're going to be, you know, two grand owing. So I go chuck three grand in RRSP. And all of a sudden they owe me money. Right. Right. And then you're, you know what I mean? Like it, 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 it'll say it could save you because I'd rather put the money in my RRSP and have it when I'm older mm-hmm. than just give it to the government. Yeah. So I'm losing the money either way for right now. Yeah. But I'd rather get it when I'm 65. Mm-hmm. So that's always nice because it does drop your total taxable income. Yeah. That is true. That is one benefit the RSPs. Um, and that's why I'm saying for those who are just kind of an everyday, everyday Joe. Yeah. RSPs are fantastic. Yeah, totally. Um, they, they work well and it works well within the system we have going. Yeah. Um, but for me, for example, I don't want to be putting my money in something that's going to be frozen forever. Um, or a the, huge penalty if you do decide to take it out. Exactly. Depending on the, it's relative to the yeah, amount of money. Obviously. And that's like you, if you're trying to invest in real estate, try and invest in crypto. Yeah. Try and invest in, uh, maybe it's, maybe you're going angel investing. Maybe you're trying to invest in a, a startup. A startup. Company. Yeah. You can't touch that money. You're not, you're not allowed. And so that's what RSPs are useless. Are useless. If you're looking to really grow your capital, grow what you have now, yeah. RSPs are not helpful. No. Uh, it's no good, in my opinion, to have money I can't access. To me, that's, that's a scary. It's like, oh, that's nice to see that there's money there. You yeah. can miss an opportunity in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. So you don't have the cash, you've missed the opportunity. Yeah. You have missed it, it's gone. So to me, I want cash all the time but then i want to spend it as soon as i got it right right i don't want 20 grand i want a hundred thousand dollar property mm-hmm. with a 20 percent down payment yeah is what i want yeah you know i'd rather my money there mm-hmm. but it's no good if it's an rsp mm-hmm. it's no good and if you currently have an rsp and you're looking to buy home it's not so bad. You can use those funds. You know, sure. you can you can access them. You have to pay them back. Mm-hmm. But I was so frustrated one day. I took everything out of my RSPs and paid the penalty. Oh, did you? I was sick of it. I'd rather pay the penalty and have the cash. I thought, because when I was 19, I didn't know. I wasn't that sad. I just did whatever my banker told me. Right. RSP, set an auto thing, and it'll grow. And the... I have one RSP that's got crazy Apple holdings in it. Oh, does and it? And it grows. That one grows 10% a year. We love that. Uh, so I won't touch that one. Nice. But everything else, it's like a CIBC <laughs> e-savings RRSP. And yeah. I'm like, oh. a terrible product. What? What a terrible product. What a terrible product. You're not helping me at all. It's actually a disadvantage because now I have to pay the fee. Yeah. They made a lot of money off you. They made a ton. That. A ton of money. This is why we love the banks. Man, it's It's crazy. That's one thing you'll know listening to us, at least listening to me, is I hate everything establishment related. I hate big media. I hate big banks. I hate big government. Yeah. I hate it all. Yeah. I mean, I think it's once you get yourself into any sort of business, it's hard not to have some sort of hatred towards people who want to tell you what to do. (laughs) You know? Uh, I'm only laughing because you're right. It's like, <laughs> I don't want to be told how to spend my money. I don't want to be told how to invest it. I don't I don't want it. I, I absolutely would 
and maybe it's an e- I don't maybe it's an ego thing. Maybe mm. it's not. Um, at the end of the day, I don't care because it's my money. So right. if it's an ego thing, let me fail. Mm-hmm. But I just don't. I don't want the noise. Yeah, that's fair. That's it. I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. So that's our RSPs. That's it. That's how our view, uh, views on are. Good, bad. It's it's personal. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I would recommend don't sit down with a financial advisor. That's oh. the. I think that's the worst thing you could do. Sit down with a wealth management mm-hmm. advisor. That's what you want to be wealthy in life. Mm. You don't want to have someone look after your finances. You want to be wealthy. So oh. go, to a, go to a wealth management company. Look at what you've got. How can I build this into real wealth? Who cares? If, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's what you should do, I think. Mm. If, you really want, if you really have to talk to someone, talk to someone who knows about wealth. I think that's a great, that's a great piece of advice. If you've got a chunk of money, try and figure out what to do with it. It's a good idea. Don't go to the bank. Yeah. Don't bring a chunk of money to the bank. Bring it to a wealth advisor. Yeah, I actually had experience with a friend of mine that happened to. Oh, they'll have a hundred plans for you, and all of it benefit the bank. <laughs> they they came in because they got an inheritance. Oh, oh, and there's the like, worst thing. oh, what are you gonna do with that money? You're gonna put it in a savings account that we're gonna hold here at 05 percent, and you're not gonna touch it, right? Like that's what they want. That's exactly what they want because you know it's nice. I if, and especially after a relative died, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I just want to grieve here. Yeah, yeah, please take all my take all my money. take it. And and it's so annoying because like yeah if. You know, Philip here, it was like, you know, had a relative that died. And he's like, hey, Josh, I have $100,000. Would you just hold it for me? Like, yeah. That's going right into Bitcoin tomorrow. Like, totally. And I'm going to give you back your hundred grand. Yeah. And then I'm going to keep what I made on it. Exactly. I do private lend deals all the time where it's Mm -hmm. like, if I can lend someone 12 grand and get paid back 15, why wouldn't I? Yeah. Of course. I just made three grand. I did nothing. Exactly. And that's why we're just, we're trying to, we're, we're painting crazy pictures because that's exactly how the bank works. Yes, Philip. I actually did inherit money, but I give it to my dad, and he's paying me interest. We love oh. that money. That's the, that's gangster move right there. See, that's how it should work. I'm I'm giving you money now. You pay me. That's it. That's I, it work. wasn't my idea. It was my dad said it. My dad's pretty good with his finances. He just said, "Hey, you help me with this down payment here." You're going to get 10% in this apartment, and I'll pay you interest. Ooh, I love that. See? Real, it, 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 there's real ways to make real money yeah. that is not just giving it to a bank. Please, please just don't just trust a bank. Don't. You cannot. We talked about this on the show once upon a time. I don't know what happened between, like, you know, my grandparents' generation and, like, my parents' generation. Yeah. My grandparents were like saying the same things we're saying right now. Don't trust the bank. Yo, my grandmother. Keep all the cash under a mattress. My grandmother, when she passed away, there was money everywhere but in the bank. (laughs) Everywhere. One year she lost our Christmas cards and there was just money around the house. Like it was just like, she just had, it was just everywhere. Was it in the drywall too? Oh, dude, it was in drawers, but like under the drawer, like stuck to the top of it. Like everywhere money shouldn't be was where the money was. Because she was just terrified the banks were going to take over. She was mm. terrified. And, that's and maybe it's an immigrant mentality, like with her, because she came here with nothing, so she was not prepared to lose what she had. Yeah. I don't know. But if I if I was like, man, you've got a bill, boom, 100. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just cash. It was cash only. Like, I've, I, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. Like, it seems like that was definitely a, a huge thing with your grandmother. Yeah. I've never, and, and all the 
grandparents in my family, I've never once heard them say, go to the bank. No. Not once. No. My parents, however, were always in, like, they, they were like, bank, yeah, they did. They had every product with the same bank, and it worked for them. It did work for them, and it still does. But it just, it skipped a generation yeah. of that not believing in banks. Well, this is, I was talking about, like, this was a in, crazy insight I had the other day. I'm not saying it's, like, a valuable insight. Just something that came to mind. Sure. I wonder your thoughts around it. Is, I think, personally, that the boomer generation yeah. is probably the most privileged generation in history. In what way? Just in terms of everything just worked out for them. They could just get a random job, pay for a home. I will say, okay, I will say it is true because, like, Back to my grandmother, she came here with nothing, mm-hmm. got a drop job as a seamstress, and then like a waitress, and like worked at a clothing store, and then like just had the funds to buy a home, mm. and just bought a duplex, and then had a tenant, and never had a mortgage payment ever. That's interesting. Just never, like she never had a mortgage, like that was never a concern. Mm-hmm. And then she bought another, and I was just like. How? How? Like, it, because the home that I have today that's now worth six hundred grand, she bought for twenty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, twenty grand. But the amount people have made has not grown mm-hmm. with the price of homes. And this is the point I'm trying to make. Is that's just something I said that came to mind when I was. I oh, totally agree with this you. This is where I was starting with it. Like, I'm not just ragging on a generation here. There's a reason for it. Is you know I for since I was 15 years old. Till now, and I'm about 29, so about 14, 15 years. Yeah. All I've heard is how entitled our generation is. And how yes. Much which is, I mean, there's pockets. That's not Everywhere. unfounded. Every every generation has entitlement. Yeah. Um, but the the tone deaf statements always came to mind, where it's like, you know, just just, just get a job and just buy a home, easy. It was easy for you. And that's what goes back to my point about the banks is the reason why we have a generation, the boomers, who are so reliant on establishment so, um, entities, whether it be establishment media. Yes. They love their CNN. They love their Fox News. CTV, yeah. All of it. Yeah. Um, they love their banks. Go to the bank. Do all those things. Oh, yeah. They love the government. They love letting the government control their lives. So the system worked for them. and Incredibly well. Very well. And so it makes sense, like, in their minds, yeah, get a job. Go buy a house. Easy. Yep. And it was always like, you got to make sure you know your banker. Make sure you always check in with your banker and, and all this. And it's like, a banker's no use to me. Yeah. And so and this is the point, too, is the system worked well for them. Our grandparents yeah. lived through World War II. Yeah. Dealt with some serious issues. Some of, Depending on how old they were, also remember the Depression. Yep. A pandemic. Yep. They remember a lot of those things. Yeah. And then you get into the late 50s 60s where a lot of our parents were born yeah there was vietnam yeah and obviously civil different civil rights issues which certainly i guess we'll i guess we're more talking about people who tend to be um white it worked well for sure yeah uh, especially in those times yeah um but like like the system worked really well yeah but the problem is now the system's broken yeah and it doesn't work anymore yeah and it's cyclical. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't make enough money, so you can't afford a down payment. You can't afford a down payment, so, you know, you're trying to find a better job. Mm-hmm. You know, jobs are hard to get, so you keep making the same amount of money. And you just, it just is what it, like, it just keeps going. Yeah. 
rent gets more expensive. So then when you finally get that new job, rent went up. Yeah. You need somewhere to live while you're looking for a home. So you got to pay the rent. You lost your down payment. Yeah. Do it again. That's how it goes. And yeah. it sucks. Yeah. And that's why, like, for anyone who is, you know, uh, like, you know, around our age or, you know, a little older, a little younger. I'm 29. You're 23 now. 22. Right? 22. Um, like, anywhere in that age range, like, just don't get discouraged by that generation. A hundred percent. Because they really. That is noise. They're, they, it is noise. They just don't understand what's really no. going on. No. I'm being honest. No. Uh, some do. Yeah, you no, know, yeah, certainly yeah, some do. We're not making like it's not blanket a blanket statement. statement. Absolutely not. Um, but those who but are the loud, naysayers yeah. who are so vocal, mm-hmm. uh, they don't get it. No, they don't. Yeah, it's it was. I think that's the thing I'll, I'll definitely be. I'll definitely say is those who are vocal and so quick to judge. Yeah, are the ones to keep an eye out for and just don't listen to them. The loudest in the room is the biggest idiot. It's a fair statement. Hundred percent every time. Yeah. As for me and Dalton, well, you know, we, uh, with some hard work and some, some dumb luck, we've, you know, done decent for ourselves at this point too. Certainly. Yeah. And we'll keep trying to share that knowledge as it goes and whatever it is you want, keep commenting on our socials, you know, and we'll keep trying to answer those questions. And I mean, that's, I mean, between the two of us, between business and banking and adulting and real life, we've got experience there. Yeah. So exactly. Hit us up, man. So let's talk about your experience. <laughs> talk my experience. So um, obviously we've been very vocal about our crypto holdings on this podcast. And, you know, we've been gearing up for, you know, the high that's coming right around now. We were get, I was getting ready to, you know, offload uh, my holdings. And I went to go log into my exchange, like where I hold my mm-hmm. crypto and two-factor authentication was turned on that I didn't turn on. So I was like, okay, maybe it's just like a glitch. They recently released a new app for iPhone. I thought maybe it's just something that happened to everyone. So I go on live chat, and they're like, oh, yeah, we see that it's just like, you know, it's not linked to you. We can't even see really. So they just removed it. They're like, you should be good to log in now. And it'll ask you to immediately set it up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Log in, set up my own two-factor authentication. <laughs> And there's $34 in there, dog. 34 Canadian dollars out of what was the night before $5,600 oh. in crypto holdings. No. Dog. I got robbed. That hurts, dog. dude. And there's nothing that can be done. There's not a thing. Really is the Wild West, man. It is the Wild West. And that money's gone. That money's straight up gone. That hurts. That hurts heavy. And I've been so calm throughout it. I freak out when I know there's something that can be done and it's not being done. Mm-hmm. So then I go berserk, like right. inconsolable. There's nothing that can, can be done. I have no reason to freak out. There's nothing that can change it. Right. It's just gone. So. Yeah. What's that's the, that, man. I, and what would Rob? Be, I, I remember, I remember you, like you called me uh, middle of the day. You yeah. Me about this. And I, like I was, my jaw hit the floor. I was like, it's gone. No, like, to somebody I know, it, it happened to. I know. And the first thing that went through my head, I was like, if it's someone I know, well, I was just like, who who would do it? And I like went through my phone and I was like looking, I was like, it could be them. Like, it could be them. And I was looking, I was like, if I ever find out, I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. 
but uh you know it's probably some guy in like yep russia across the world yeah. that just might you know uh, i don't think it was a vulnerable password because i thought i was using like the apple auto generated like super strong ones mm-hmm. um um or maybe i stupidly like checked my portfolio like in a starbucks mm. and they were like intercepting the request right something like that but they got me man <laughs> they got me and they set up the two-factor authentication so i couldn't get in and i could see both the transactions they sold all my eth at eleven fifty-six and the all my bitcoin at eleven fifty-seven pm and it was gone uh, and i've probably bounced so many wallets by now that long gone long gone that's crazy. So if you have crypto, please set up your own two-factor authentication before someone else does. Yeah, seriously. Because that was like, because all I needed was that one password and they had it everything. They were right in. Yeah. So dumb on my part. Lessons learned. Eh? So dumb. Expensive lesson. That's an expensive lesson, dog. Dude, that was expensive as my my $15,000 heat pump. So we were, we were, oh, we're yeah, that, together on this one. Oh, my gosh. But insurance covered you for that, didn't they? For the most part, yeah. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Which, which there's no insurance on this one. No, I'm going to try. I got to get creative with this one. Yeah. <laughs> I got to get creative. We'll help you oh, out somehow, man. Man. We'll donate to the cause. Yeah, I'm setting up a GoFundMe. I should. <laughs> I, I lost Oh my gosh, my tell me right now if you would if you would donate yes or no. And then I'll set one up and you can donate. Sounds good. Oh, man. That, we just want to kind of end the show with that because, A, that we want It's laughable at this point. Laughable, like, but as well as the... Word of caution to those who are investing. Oh, um, straight up. Please be very watchful of your passwords. And Throwback to banks. Yeah. Banks are one thing. It's secure. Yeah. So crypto is not as secure as, you know, trading within a bank. So or just know what you're simple. doing. So just be safe because yeah. you don't have that bank level security. security. There's no insurance on the losses. Yeah, there's no so. deposit insurance, anything like that. Yeah. So. Well, we thank you all so much for joining us. So whatever it is you're doing, whether you be drinking at Starbucks or stealing my crypto. Or walking down the street. Straight whatever, up. Whatever's you're doing. Wherever you are. We love you. We're out. Peace. Peace.